All right, well, uh, we've already, not we, uh, the Holy Spirit has already done some ministry up front here. And so um, I don't want to take any more time. Uh, Marilyn uh, Neubauer has been healed by the Lord three times. She'll, I'm sure, tell you her own testimony. And, she, and so the Lord's opened up an international ministry for her. And so let's welcome Marilyn. She comes up minister at the Gathering Place Church. Thank you, Pastor John. Well, hello, everyone. I'm very honored to be here today. And I want to thank you for the warm welcome I've already received in the prayer room and everywhere. So thank you so much. And again, thank you so much for having me, Pastor John. Um, I want to mention just a couple things that I have in the back before I get into the word. I'm going to have Michelle, my assistant, come up and help me. You know, when a carpenter builds a house, he has to use tools. Amen? So for us to build our faith, we have to have tools. So I have a tool table in the back. <laughs> and one of the things, it's a, it's a little packet. It's called my daily, daily power bar for healing. You all have power bars? Well, this is a power bar for healing. And it's filled with lots of scriptures. And there's also a prayer in the back, which is what I often pray when I'm praying for people. But it talks about, let me just get this one out really quick here. If I can get it out here. It has a blank space in there. It says, for, for example, spirit of, you could say spirit of diabetes, whatever it is. In the name of Jesus, I pull you down from your position of authority. And I break the power assignment you have against me, for it is written. And then you find that healing scripture on the inside that really bears witness with you. And then you speak it. That's how you take the medicine. You take the medicine. This book is called uh, Instructions from the Great Physician. This book went number one on Amazon in two categories a couple years ago. And it talks about God's word is medicine. It isn't kind of like medicine. It isn't sort of like medicine. God's word is medicine. And what I love about God's medicine versus man's medicine, it has no negative side effects. <laughs> and you can't overdose. You, there's no way you can overdose on this. But it talks about the instructions. It's important that we understand God's instructions. This is um, my copy of my daily delight in the Lord. That's why it's all tattered up, because it's my copy. I use, it's called daily, so it's my daily delight in the Lord. But this book talks about, it begins by talking about intimacy with God. You know, he that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. That's a secret place, the secret place. That's where secrets are revealed. So you want to be intimate with Father God in the, intimate, in the secret place. You know, the Apostle Paul said, my determined purpose is that I might know him, that I may progressively become more deeply and intimately acquainted with him. You want to have a daily time with the Lord. There's, um, I don't want to take too much time with one over all these things. This is a powerful book, especially if you want to have one for Easter. But what's my next step? I'm a new believer. It talks about who am I now? What about my past lifestyle? Why do I need new friends? Is water baptism important? What's the difference between water baptism and the Holy Spirit baptism? So why is reading the Bible so important to my life? Why is church attendance so important? This is an excellent thing for a new believer. What's my next step? Amen. This is um, guidelines for praying for the sick. When you read this book, you will be amazed 
like one chapter just talks about why some people don't receive healing. You need to understand how to receive healing, but it helps you if you understand why people don't receive. Very important that you understand that because otherwise it could, you know, we have to go by what the word says, not by what does or does not happen to somebody else. But that will really help you. This is uh, my last book. I wrote My Three Miracles, The Journey, because it's a journey. It is a journey. And, And you can't, and I won't, tell you that it isn't. There's a journey to receiving the, the miracles from God. But when you're intimate with him, and I will share one of my testimonies, but it's a very powerful book because this will really, really encourage your faith. This is um, a laminated card that's designed to go in the bathroom. This is your bathroom tool. <laughs> and it's a laminated card. I have mine on the opposite side of the faucet so the water doesn't constantly drip over it. But there's scriptures on both sides. One's for wealth and one's for health. And I chose those two topics because those are the two areas where the devil will attack you the most. He's going to attack your health or your finances. For your health, by his stripes I'm healed. I'm healed of all diseases. I'm strong and healthy. I decree in Jesus' name. I'm free of migraine headaches. I have a good memory. That means you don't participate in senior moments. Because... (laughs) No participation, no more, no participation, no participation. My vision is sharp and clear. My hearing is restored. My joints are pain-free. I'm delivered from arthritis. My immune system is healthy. That's an important one. My cholesterol count is normal. My organs function properly. Body, you are healed and whole in Jesus' name. For wealth, the blessings of the Lord makes rich. I'm blessed coming in and going out. I'm above and not beneath. I'm the head and not the tail. I'm the lender and not the borrower. I bring, bring my ties into the storehouse. That means you have to show up. Got to show up if you're going to bring them. <laughs> and the windows of heaven are open to you, and he pours out the blessings, and he rebukes the devourer. I'm furnished in abundance for every good work and donation. Every seed I sow is returned to me, multiplied. I'm highly favored of the Lord, and the work of my hands prosper in Jesus' name. I'll let you have this. I'm sure you take a shower, so... There you go. (laughs) This is a a card I recently wrote. It's called The Battle is the Lord's. How many know the battle is the Lord's? It's not ours. So it says, The battle is the Lord's. Therefore, you, Lord, the Lord, he delivers me from the snare of the fowler. He delivers me from unreasonable attacks. He breaks down that wall of separation. He laughs at the plots of the wicked. He gives me wisdom and understanding. He enlightens my understanding. It goes on and on and on. Therefore, I enter into your courts with thanksgiving into your course with praise and those praise scriptures on the back. So, and if you ever want to receive my newsletter, you can get a little partnership card and find out where I'm going. I've been all around the world, so that's good. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Father, we thank you so much for your word today. And Lord, I pray that as we listen to your word, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit is going to bring simplicity and clarity. And Lord, help us to hear what perhaps we missed the time before. Help us to see what we didn't see the time before. Lord, I pray that every heart is open and receptive to all that you have for us. And Father, we truly give you all the praise and all the glory in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. 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 You know, as I teach healing, so often people will ask me, well, and we know the importance of speaking God's word, People will say, well, how can I say I'm healed when my body says 
I'm sick. Because your body speaks very loud to you, doesn't it? It's either too hot, too cold, it's hungry, it ate too much. <laughs> your body speaks to you. So how can I say I'm healed when my body says I'm sick? It's very simple. Because it is written. In Isaiah 53, 5, he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And by his stripes, you are healed. Not going to be, you are. And then in 1 Peter 2, 24, by his stripes, you were healed. So if the Bible says you are and you were, then honey, you is. <laughs> now, I know that's not proper English, but... If you are, you were, then you is. Is that not correct? So, see, we have to see ourselves as the Word of God says we are. Because faith is of the heart, so we have to live. You have to live from the inside out. The Holy Spirit is on the inside of you, so you have to draw from within. You have to live from the inside out. See, the eye of faith sees the invisible. Faith is the eye that sees the invisible. The eye of faith must see first before the natural eye sees. The eye of faith sees first before the natural eye sees it. I never talk against doctors because God uses doctors. He uses medicine. It's not a lack of faith. But it says in Luke 8, 10, 8, or I'm sorry, in 18.27, the things that are impossible with man, or you could say the things that are impossible with the doctor, is possible with God. That's what it says. The things that are impossible with men are possible with God because there is no hopeless situation with God. Not one hopeless situation. Doctors treat, but Jesus is the healer. And there's a healer in the house today. Amen? Amen. You know, I've been in church all my life. I was actually uh, started going to church when I was 23 days old, so I've been there a long time. <laughs> you don't have to know how long, but I've been there a long time. But in those early years, and I lived in Nebraska, we had to walk to church because my mother didn't drive, and there was four of us. And, and uh, I used to get a pin. My brothers and I, we got a pin for perfect attendance. That meant that we walked Slow, snow, rain, sleet, hail. We didn't miss church. Perfect attendance. But in those early years, I never learned or never even heard one message on healing. Never heard anything about, we read the stories, we read the stories about Jesus, but we never heard a testimony. We never had an altar call. We never even had salvation calls. But there were two things that were, three actually, that were engrafted into me. One, to be a giver. But the other thing was in Psalms, Psalm 73, it says, Truly, God is good. And that was engrafted into, I knew God was good, but not just to everybody. I knew God was good to me. I just, I, I just grabbed hold of it. God is a good God to me. And then in 1 John 4, it says, God is love. And I knew God loved me. As a little knee-high to a grasshopper, I just knew that God loved me and that God was a good God to me. 
never knowing anything about healing, but by the time I was 28 years old, I became very sick with cancer, a very rare form of cancer. I had cancer of the appendix. I was told later that I was approximately the eighth person in the entire United States to ever be recorded of that kind of cancer. Very, very rare. So it's very difficult for the doctors to recognize that kind of cancer. So I had been sick for about four or five months and just getting worse and worse and going downhill. And finally the doctor said, Marilyn, we don't know what is wrong with you, but you're going downhill too fast. Well, I'm going to put you back in the hospital, and this time we're going to do exploratory surgery. He said, you'll be the last person to know what we did, but it's going to be exploratory. And so maybe we'll find the problem. So the nurse came in to prep me for surgery, but because they didn't know what was wrong with me, they gave me a wrong procedure. And I felt sick going into the hospital, but after that, within a minute, it felt like there was a volcano about to erupt on the inside of me. I was, I was in tremendous pain. I felt very sick, and I knew I needed to get to the restroom. So I got out of bed. I could hardly walk. I was holding onto the bed and the wall and everything I could hold onto so I wouldn't drop to the floor. And then I got into the, the restroom there, and I saw something that grabbed my attention. There's a little red button on the side of the wall that says emergency button. And I thought, I need to hit that button, something. I mean, I'm not a medical person, but I knew something is seriously wrong, and I need to call for help. And I reached out to touch that button when God, in all of his love, all of his goodness, all of his mercy, intervened in my life. As I went to touch the button, my finger bounced away. I thought, I need to hit the button. I reached out a second time, and a second time, my finger bounced away. It was like boing, boing, and I thought, I need to hit the button. And so I reached out a third time. I thought, I'm going to hit this button. And I took my whole hand, and suddenly, well, there's a wall there. A wall, I could feel an invisible wall. I couldn't see it, but I thought, there's a wall between my hand and that button. I can't get to the wall. And I'm thinking, invisible, that just doesn't compute with us. And I thought, invisible mall. And I had no more than did I have that thought when the Lord spoke. I heard an audible voice from the Lord, and he spoke three times. The first thing he said was, your time is up. Under your present condition, you are destined to die. Now, that's a strong report when it's coming from God. We're not talking about the doctor. This is God. Amen. And I'm 28 years old with two little children at home. And he says, your time is up. And then he spoke the second time, and he says, your life has been removed from the hands of mankind. Your condition is now beyond the help of the medical profession. And I knew it had something to do with that procedure. He said, now it's too late to get into the operating room. And then he spoke the third time, and the most beautiful of all, he began to quote from the Gospel of John. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. <laughs> and he said, through me, you can change your destiny. You don't have to die. And I immediately, I responded back to the Lord. I said, Lord, I've read that scripture so many times, and I always thought you were talking about spiritual salvation only. And I know the day I got born again, 
So you must be talking about a, a physical salvation, like healing. I said, Lord, I don't know one thing about healing. I mean, my knowledge of healing was literally zero. I said, well, I don't, I don't know anything. I don't know anything about healing. But I do know that you love me. And I know that you are good to me. And if you're telling me that you have a healing for me, I take it. Now, I want to interrupt my testimony to say something really important. When I was a little girl, my mother gave me a little white Bible. And I started reading that Bible. And every night before I went to bed, I read, a, I read the Bible. When I finished the chapter, I went to the table of contents, check, 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 check it off. Now, as a little kid, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, number, I had no idea what they're talking about. I didn't understand one word in this Bible as a little kid. But you know what was happening? I was getting familiar with his voice. And the moment he spoke to me, I thought, I know that voice. That's God talking to me. And that's why it's so critical that you take time to spend time with him, getting intimate in that secret place with the Lord, because he will speak to you, and he does speak to you. But you've got to learn how to listen to his voice. And I said, Lord, if, that's, if you have a healing for me, I take it. And I didn't know what to expect to happen because I had zero knowledge. But it just seemed at that moment that my pain magnified and fear wanted to grip me. You can get in fear when something happens and you have no knowledge of something. And so I don't know how I knew it, but somehow I just knew, don't give place to fear. Yeah. Never, never should you ever give place to fear because fear is the enemy of your faith. And I took my left hand and I grabbed my stomach. And then I took my right hand to hold on to the rating on the side of the hospital bathroom wall because I thought, I'm going to fall to the floor. I actually thought... I was in so much pain, I thought I could go into shock and it would kill me. But I'm holding on to that railing to keep from falling to the floor. And then everything within me, I cried out to God. I said, God, help me, help me, help me. And at that moment, the scripture in Isaiah 41:13 came alive. It says, for I, the Lord your God, will take hold of your right hand Fear not, I will help you. Is that not just the most beautiful scripture when you're crying out for help and God Almighty says, I will help you. And at, but that, at that moment, I literally felt him take hold of my right hand. I looked over at my hand. I could not see Jesus, but I could feel his fingers and I could feel his thumb. And he squeezed my hand. And it was a gentle squeeze but at the same time, there was so much authority in that touch. And I began to sense agape love like I've never experienced in all my life. And he was telling me not just his love for me, but he was showing me his love for all humanity. And then heat started coming out of his hand, and that heat started going up my arm. I, it was almost like I could watch it like mercury in a thermometer. I just saw that heat just went up, 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 up. And when it reached my shoulder, the best way for me to describe it is the motion of lift continued. And the Lord lifted my spirit out of my body. I had, he opened my eyes. I actually saw my spirit. He began to teach me about healing. I, I didn't even know I was a spirit being. 
that I had a soul lived in a body. I just thought, what you see, that's me. <laughs> I mean, I, I, didn't know, I didn't know anything. I just knew that God loved me and he was good and, that was, and to give, and that's it. Praise God I knew that. Praise yeah. God I knew that. But at that moment, and then I'm going to show you some illustrations that will show you what God showed me. But he began to teach me many things, especially about healing, which is why that's become the main thrust of my ministry. I've been to over 50 countries. I've been on every continent teaching on healing and faith and prayer. But um, when Jesus finished teaching me, he let go of my hand, and I was instantly back in my body. And I touched my stomach, and I thought, uh, no pain. And I took a deep breath and no pain. And I took a real deep breath and I I'm healed. Yeah. I, I didn't even know what I was healed of. I just knew I'd been touched by God and I was healed. And all I wanted to do, which is what I did do, I went back to my bed just to worship. I didn't want to talk to anybody. I wanted to embrace, just embrace his presence and what just had happened to me. About an hour later, an orderly came to take me to the operating room. And, of course, I had no knowledge, so I couldn't say anything. And the next thing I knew, I was in recovery, and the doctor came in to talk to me, and he says, Marilyn, something must have happened to you during the operation. I think he, he tried to say some, someone, but he kept saying, I know something happened. Something happened. He said, because during surgery, I found cancer. But the cancer was not attached to you. I saw that mass. I thought, huh. He said, I just picked it up and I took it out. I didn't have to cut anything because it wasn't attached to you. You don't need chemotherapy. You don't need radiation because there was cancer in there, but you didn't have cancer. He said, something happened. Something. He said, and then back in those days, if they made a mistake, they would tell you, he said, you know, we made a mistake. We gave you a wrong procedure, and that procedure should have killed you within less than two weeks. And that's what God was saying is that your life has been removed from the hands of mankind. Your condition is now beyond the help of the medical profession. And the doctor kept saying, something happened to you. And then later, I was all alone in my room. You know, the Bible says the Lord knows us by our name. And I heard the Lord whisper my name, and he said, Marilyn. When I was holding your hand, I was also holding back your appendix from rupturing so the doctor could go in and remove the cancer in its entirety because I wanted you to know exactly what I did for you. God is good and God is love. Amen. And to God, to God be the glory. So now I want to... You know, God's a fun God, right? So we're going to have fun in church today. I'm going to ask three gentlemen to come up and volunteer and help me hold some visual aids. Three gentlemen, maybe, um, is it Dennis? You're guilty. Come up, brother. How about you, John? I know John and Jerry from a long time. I'll have all three of you stand up. Can we move this back just a little bit? Brother, what is your name? Rick. Hi, Rick. How you doing? Blessings to you. You all three can stand over here. Dennis, I met you, didn't I? Hi, John. Good old friend, John. So, we're going to have fun. I'm going to let you guys... You hold that end, and you hold that side. And you hold this side, kind of, kind of get close together. Hold them up real high so everybody can see way over there. 
way over here. Don't the guys look nice? <laughs> but because you're being a good sport, I am going to promote you later. Right. Now, not everybody will have an out-of-the-body experience. It's very rare. But all of you live in a house someplace. It could be a single-story house. It could be a two-story house. But you're not in your house right now. You're here at this lovely Lexus building. So you're in this, so you are having an out-of-the-house experience. Would you agree? You don't know what's happening in your house. You don't know if the cat just jumped on the table. Maybe the light bulb, light bulb just went out. Maybe someone's knocking on the door. You don't know that because you are not in the house. You are a spirit. You are a spirit being. That's the real you. That's the part of you that is born again. That's the part of you that has been translated from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of the Lord Jesus Christ. This is the part of you that is born again. This is the part of you that worships the Lord. You know, the Bible says, he that worships me must worship me in spirit and in truth. This is genuine worship comes from your spirit. Now, you have a soul. That's your mind, your emotions, your freedom of choice. And this is the part of you that needs to be renewed to the word of God every single day. You need to renew your mind as much as, as often as you comb your hair, except Gary. Well, you have a little bit. Mark, Mark. Mark I'm sorry, except Mark. <laughs> I'm sorry. I need to use Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. <laughs> and then your spirit and your soul live in a house. That house is called a body. You live in this house 24-7. Now, from time to time, you leave this house. You don't leave this house. If you were to go home today and you're standing in your driveway, and God forbid, but you would stand there and you saw that your house was on fire, you would witness the destruction of your house. But you wouldn't be burned, obviously, because you're not in the house, correct? But if it's 2 o'clock in the morning, you're in bed, and all of a sudden, whoo, it gets hot in the house, and you smell smoke, and you get out of the bed, and you open that bedroom door, and you find that your house is a blaze of fire, guess who's going to feel the effects of that fire? You, because you are in the house. You live in this house 24-7. Every time something happens to this house, you are going to be aware of it. Now, just like this house has an exterior, it has a door, roof, windows, that's the outside of the house. This house also has an interior, electrical wiring, plumbing, all kinds of things make up the inside of this house. This house has an exterior, hair, nose, skin, all kinds of things make up the outside of this house. But this house also has an inside. Heart, liver, organs, all kinds of things make up the inside of this house. This is a house. This is the house where you live. If this house, if this house is burning up with a fever, you will know it. If this house is in pain because of a sickness or disease, who's going to know it? You're going to know it because you live in this house. Now, I have these two attached, your spirit and soul, because wherever you make your bed, whether it be heaven or hell, they're going to be together, and you're going to know where you are. And so this mind has got to be renewed so that it comes into agreement at all times with your spirit, because that's where warfare is. Your spirit says, it is written, but the soul says, yeah, but the doctor said, 
it is written, yeah, but no, there's no yeah, buts in the book. Amen. They have to be in agreement. And that's only going to come by the renewing of your mind. Amen. We're going to be promoted a little bit later. Okay. Did this, are we, so I just want you to see we're all on the same page, correct? Yeah. You are a spirit being. Thank you, gentlemen. Now turn, if you would, to Romans chapter 8. Romans 8. Y'all have Bibles with you? Note and paper? I don't want to always take notes. In Romans 8, 1, it says, Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ. Now listen to this. Who do not walk according to the flesh, but they walk according to the Spirit. So when it says, who do not walk according to the flesh, we could say facts. You don't walk according to the facts. In 2 Corinthians 5, 7, we walk by faith and not by sight. That means that you walk by the truth and not by facts. You walk by truth, not by facts. And then in verse 6, the mind governed, or we could say controlled or ruled by the flesh or by facts is death. That word death means defeat. So you can be saved, filled with the Holy Ghost, but live a defeated life day after day after day after day. We're supposed to be saved, filled, and triumphant, saved, filled, and victorious. But the mind governed by the flesh or by facts is defeated. But the mind governed by the spirit, by truth, is life, peace, healing, wholeness, victory. So your mind has got to be governed by the truth, not by the facts. Facts are real. They are real. But truth supersedes the facts. So you have to have the truth in you. Now in Proverbs chapter 4, verse 13, Proverbs 4, 13, it says, take fast hold of instructions. I brought some, I, I'll get it later. Take fast hold of instructions. God has given us instructions, just like that in that little book. We have to learn to follow the instructions. If you're going to get some new software, or maybe you're going to get a new microwave or something, you've got to read the manual. You've got to follow the instructions. But so often, people don't follow the instructions of God. Can you get that little medicine, buddy? It's, oh, it's in, that, no, in my purse. I'm sorry. I wasn't going to do it, but I will. Thank you. I have a little bottle here. This looks like a medicine bottle. And it says, take one tablet three times a day. Now, let's just imagine this was from the doctor. You're going to follow these instructions, hopefully, if you want to get better. But what if you decide, well, I don't want to remember to take three of them or one of them three times a day. I'll just take all three of them at breakfast, and then I'll be done for that day. I, I don't have to keep remembering. Well, what have you done? You've changed the instructions. It just may not work. Or maybe you think, well, this was so expensive. I'll take, I'll do what it says. I'll take one three times a day, but I'm only going to do it every other day. That way I can stretch it out, and I don't have to buy it every other month, right? Well, you change the instructions. It's not going to work. Or you might think, this is going to be so good. I know this is going to work. I'm going to take the whole thing at once and be done with it. You'll be done all right. <laughs> so you've got to follow the instructions. Jesus says, the word says, take hold of my instructions because my instructions are life. It matters to God that we follow his instructions. 
And then he is so good, he gives us his instructions step by step, beginning in verse 20. Proverbs 4.20. My son, or you could say my daughter, give attention to my words. In other words, pay attention to what I'm saying. When you go to a doctor, you're going to get a doctor's report. When you come to the word of the Lord, you're going to get the Lord's report. Always have two reports. God says, pay attention to my report. In other words, there's going to be a lot of distractions, pain, negative symptoms that just keep flooding in, negative reports always coming. He says, don't pay attention to those. Pay attention to my report. Too often people give more attention to the fact than they do truth. He says, my report is truth. So focus, pay attention to my report. Don't let my report depart from your eyes. Keep my report in the middle of your heart because my report is so important. You understand his report. Incline your ear to my report. Do not let my report depart from your eyes. So you have here, you've got the eye gate, the ear gate, the mouth gate, and then it says, keep, me, keep my report in the middle of your heart. So when you've got the eye gate, the ear gate, the mouth gate involved, it's going to get into your heart. That's where the difference comes. It has to come from within your heart. For them, it says, they are life. My report, my words, they are life to those that find them. And health, the original translation says, it is medicine to your flesh. Praise God. It's medicine. God's word is medicine, not kind of like it, not sort of. It is medicine to your flesh. And then verse 23, keep or guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Guard your, what are you supposed to guard your heart against? The facts. Guard your heart against the facts. Don't focus on the facts. Don't meditate. Don't rehearse the facts over and over and over. Stop doing that. And I tell people, if you get a negative report from the doctor, do not, say this with me, do not, not. I will not, not. (laughs) go and check with Mr. Google. (laughs) Mr. Google is not the healer. All he can do is give you facts that he got from another person. He didn't get them from heaven. What do facts do? Breed fear. Fear is the enemy of your faith. Do not go and research anything from a a negative report, and do not go to Mr. Google. And I'm serious. People do it all the time. Beep, 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 beep. Where's Where's my iPhone? Where's my iPhone? Mr. Google, Mr. Google. No, no, don't do that. He is not your healer. He is not your friend. So when you come into this agreement with the Word of God, this Word has been inspired by the Holy Spirit. If you were to accumulate all the books in the entire world, you would only find one book in the entire world that has been breathed with the breath of God. This has been breathed with the breath of God. It has the anointing to heal, to transform, to deliver, to set free. Amen. So when you come into agreement with this word, you have come into agreement with the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit lives on the inside of you. The Holy Spirit represents the anointing of God. So we could say the anointing of God lives on the inside of you and me. Another word for the anointing is the power 
of God. The burden-removing, yoke-destroying power of God, the Almighty God, lives on the inside of you and me. So we have to come into agreement with that one. When you come into that agreement with that word, you are releasing that healing power to flow. Power, listen to this, power is a force. Power can exist without being activated. Power in itself can do nothing until it's activated. Well, whoever came into this building, first of all, the lights weren't on. So they turned on the switch. They didn't have to call the power company to reestablish the power. The power was already here. It just wasn't activated. So it is faith. Faith can exist without being activated. Faith in itself can do nothing until it's activated. In uh, James chapter 2, 17, even so faith, if it does not have works, it's dead being all alone. Faith isn't supposed to be alone. In the Amplified, so also faith, if it does not have works, deeds, or actions of obedience to back it up, by itself it is destitute of power. So faith in itself, it can exist, but if it's not activated, it is useless. If you are a very, very poor person and you had no shoes to keep your feet warm or protect your feet from the rocks and stubble, so I give you shoes. But you never wear the shoes. Well, you might as well not even have the shoes. They're useless. So it is with faith. God has given us faith. But if you don't use it, might as well not even have it. But he's not going to take it away. (laughs) So you have it, so you want to activate the faith. Amen. Now, going back to Romans, Romans 8, 11. I'm talking kind of fast because I know I'm limited here. In Romans 8, 11, it says, But if the spirit of him that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead will also quicken your mortal body by his spirit that lives on the inside of you. Now, we hear so much about bombs in Afghanistan, and now you're hearing about bombs in Poland. Well, bombs are very, very powerful. And as powerful as a bomb is, a bomb never has and never will be powerful enough to reach the pit of hell. That's never going to happen. But the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead, which lives inside of you, did reach the pit of hell, raised Christ from the dead, and that same spirit lives within you. God has imparted one-third of himself to live and breathe on the inside of you. One-third of the Godhead lives inside of you and me. God and Father God and, and Jesus are in heaven, but the other third of the Holy Spirit, the other third of the Holy Trinity lives on the inside of you and me. And that power, the power of the Holy Spirit that's on the inside of you and me, has the ability to zero in to a malignant tumor, destroy all those cancer cells, and never harm any healthy tissue around it. See, a bomb, it not only destroys its target, it destroys everything else around it. But the power that's on the inside of you and me has that ability to zero in on a malignant tumor destroy all those cancer cells, but never harm healthy tissue. Glory to God. I mean, that's the power that is on the inside of you and me. 
Turn to John 8.32, if you would, John 8.32. Remember, we have to guard against the facts. Is this helping you today? John 8.32, it says, you shall know the facts. Whoops. (laughs) No, 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 no. You shall know the truth, and the truth will make you free. The truth. Facts will not help you. Truth will set you free. Then look, if you would, to Colossians 3.16. Let the word of Christ, I like to say it like this, let the word of truth dwell in you. Who knows the next word? Richly. Richly. That word richly is so critical because that's telling us what level to have the word living on the inside of us. If you have the word in you on a rich level, you're going to get rich level results. If the word is in you on a medium level, medium level results. If the word is in you on a low level, you're going to get low level results. God said, let the word of truth of Christ live in you on a rich level. It matters to God that we get rich level results. Amen? Amen. So we have to have the word in us on a rich level rich level. The word is infused with God. It's infused with the healing power. He is the medicine. He is the medicine. Now, living in California, we know that we we can have earthquakes. But when they build those tall buildings, whether it's San Francisco, Los Angeles, San Diego, they build them as as earthquake-proof as they can. Right? Do you know when they do it? Before the earthquake. Not in the middle of the earthquake. The wise man built his house upon the rock before the storm. That's why you have to have the word of God in you richly all the time in every area, every area. Healing, finances, restoration for relationships, everything. Now, I have been to Africa on many occasions. I actually had to sleep in a tent in Lion Territory, and that was not my favorite hotel. I have been as as close to a a cheetah, probably as I am to this lovely girl right here. He had just finished killing a Thompson gazelle. The blood was coming out of his mouth. I said, excuse me, sir, you just go right ahead and eat. (laughs) And uh, so I have seen the lions when they kill a prey. Do you know what kind of prey they're looking for? Mm -hmm. A weak one. Why? Because he knows it's very easy to devour a weak prey. Well, the Bible says that the devil goes around as a roaring lion. He's looking for Christians who have the word in them on a low, weak level. Because he knows I can devour those Christians easily. Amen? So Jesus said, don't be devoured. Get that word in you on a rich rich level. And then John 6.63 is the spirit who gives life, but the flesh profits nothing. But the words that I speak to you, the words that I speak to you, these words that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. So just like you have to worship from your spirit, when you, you can't go around, hallelujah, I'm healed, hallelujah. No, 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 no. You could just, if you only said it one time, but it comes from here. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, 
I will not die but live, and no weapon formed against me will prosper because it is written by his stripes, I am the healed of the Lord. When you speak from your spirit, God puts life on it. He puts life on those words. But the only way you're going to speak from your spirit is by putting it in you on a rich level. So that's why you have to be in the word all the time. Amen? Because the word is not magic. It is spirit, and it is life. I'm going to ask my volunteers to come back up here. Hallelujah. I told you I'd promote you. Now they're rushing up here, Pastor John, because they're ready for promotion. Everybody knows who you are? Can you all see the illustrations okay? Okay. Let's just imagine you're going to go to the doctor for a physical examination. Which one is going to be examined? This one. Physical. Whether it's outside the body or the inside of the body. That's the only part that's going to get a physical examination. Now, let's just say to you, the doctor examines you and he says, Oh, I am so sorry to tell you, but you have allergies. You have diabetes. You have cancer. You have COVID. He says, you. You. Ah, which one's you? That's you. Can you have cancer here? No. COVID? No. Diabetes? No. Allergies? No. Sinus? No. He said you. But that's just because he's, he's just trained to say you. He's talking to you. But if you don't have your mind renewed, and he says you have, you're going to get in fear, and you're going to take ownership of that, and you're going to call Pastor John or whoever, your best friend. Please pray for me. I have, I have. I have Mark 11, who knows Mark 11, 23? Whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea, does not doubt in his heart, but he believes that those things which he saith, he will, you will have whatever you say. If you, if you take ownership of anything negative, that's what you're going to have. You cannot take ownership of that. Uh, living in California, I don't know about you, I live over in Oceanside. Every other year I have to have this house tested for termites. So the termite inspector, he checks my house, and he says, Marilyn, I'm sorry to tell you, you've got termites. I don't take that personally. <laughs> if the mechanic says, Marilyn, you need a new transmission. <gasps> Where is that transmission? I didn't know I had one. You know, you don't take those, but well, you, you take it personally when the doctor says, you don't take that personally. You do not have that. That's why you have got to have your mind renewed. How can I say I'm healed when my body says I'm sick? Because it is written. I is the healed of the Lord. And everything begins in the realm of the spirit. We have to live from the inside out. Amen. Amen. Now promotion. It's time for promotion. Stay right there. Don't move. Don't move. Don't move. Okay. (laughs) I need one more gentleman. How about you way in the back? I forgot your name. Mr. Happy. David, how about See, I, that's prophetic, right? But that's prophetic. You stand right here. Now, uh, Dennis, yes. you're going to get to be Jesus. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> after the cross. This is after the cross. It's Ray? Rick. Rick. The Holy Ghost. All right, wow. John is going to be God. 
Jerry, it's just for a few moments, just for a few moments, Jerry. <laughs> Mr. Happy, you're going to be the pillar of the church. How's that? The pillar of the church. See? I will be the devil. <laughs> I don't like volunteers for the devil. I know, I know, I know. Shame, shame. <laughs> oh! <laughs> no. <laughs> now, when we pray... When we pray, our prayers go in one of two directions. We're either asking Jesus to do something he's already done. And Calvary was so well done in one act, it need never to be repeated. Or we're asking Jesus to do something he's told us to do. So let's imagine the devil attacks our brother big time. He's very, very sick. His mind's not renewed. He's fear. He's saved, though. He's saved, filled with the Holy Ghost, too. But he turns to Jesus, and he begins, but nothing happens, but he begins to beg, but nothing happens, pleading, but the devil just, he's worse, and he, sorry, (laughs) (laughs) he's getting worse and worse and worse, but Jesus doesn't do anything. Jesus doesn't do, nothing happens. Why? You can turn around. Because he's asking Jesus to do something he's already done. It's never going to be repeated. But he is born again, and one day he is reading out the gospel of Luke. Luke. And Jesus, behold, I have given you authority to trample over serpents, scorpions, cancer, COVID, diabetes. I've given you authority over all that so that it can't hurt you. Now, when he does that, look what happens to him. Holy Spirit, put your hands on his shoulders. The Holy Spirit who lives on the inside of him, and he just ignited the power because he's speaking the word. He was saved, but he was being defeated, just begging and pleading for something that was already done. But now he ignites the power. The Holy Spirit is his strength. He's his helper, and he's going to help him to not get weary in the fight because you can get weary in the battle. So you have a helper that's going to strengthen you, that you will not get weary, that you will not cast away your confidence. Amen. Look what else happens to him. Now, Jesus, put both your hands on his shoulders. Jesus, come forth. (laughs) Stay here, Holy Ghost. Stay here. Get out of Gethsemane. <laughs> so now, the Bible says that Jesus is ever interceding for us. I think we forget that every day Jesus is praying for us. I don't know what he's praying, but you can be sure he's got all the bases covered. Whatever you need, he knows what it is, and he's praying for you. So now you've got the Holy Spirit helping you. You've got Jesus praying for you. Now, God... Come lay your hands on him. When he speaks the word of God and he takes authority over the devil and, he, and the Bible says you resist the devil, it's not an option. He has to flee. Amen. So he's taking authority over the devil. The devil has to flee. And now God looks over the words that he spoke from his spirit. God performs him. A moment ago, you saw him saved, filled, and defeated. You look at him now, all of heaven backs him up. All of heaven backs you up when you speak forth that word of God from your spirit. You'll not be defeated. 
Did you like your commotion? I love it. <laughs> Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you, gentlemen. So it's not an option. It's not an option that you have the Word of God in you on a rich, rich level. How can I say I'm healed when my body says I'm sick? Because it is written, you is the healed of the Lord. Amen. Amen. Does this help you today? I'm going to turn this back to Pastor John before I pray for you because I'm going to pray for you. But remember, Jesus is the healer. I'm not the healer. But we're going to pray in just a few moments. Awesome. We thank Marilyn. Yeah. That's the word of God. So what we want to do it right now, we want to honor. The Bible says you honor a prophet in the name of a prophet. You receive the prophet's reward. The Bible is very clear. Paul said, I sowed unto you my spiritual things, so it's no big deal for me to reap your material things. That's the exchange in the kingdom of God. And so we want to honor Marilyn. So I want to receive an offering for her right now to bless her. You guys appreciate her ministry? So let's receive an offering for Marilyn right now, and then she's going to begin to pray for the sick. I wanted to do this now and, until later, rather than later, because who knows what's about to happen. So um, you can give uh, in, in three ways. Uh, one, you can text 84321, and if you choose in the drop-down menu, you can choose special offering, and, and we'll know that goes to Maryland. You can also go online right now on our website, gatheringplacechurch.org, and you can give an offering, use the drop-down menu, and once again, put, choose special offering, and uh, you can give that way. You can also write a check, and you can uh, make it out to the gathering place. Every penny will go to Maryland. Uh, but it's easier to just go through uh, one source. So you can write a check, and you can put it in the offering box that is out on the table in the hallway there. Uh, make, the, make it out the GPC. And, uh, or you can also mail a check to our PO box if you're not going to do any of those other three options and you want to give uh, when you get home or tomorrow or Tuesday or Wednesday or even on Friday, you can mail a check to PO box. So uh, I'm going to bless you as you're giving to this ministry. I want to pray for you and then I want to invite Marilyn back up here and she is going to begin to pray for the sick. Lord, you've said that those who sow bountifully reap bountifully, those who sow sparingly reap sparingly, but whoever sows reaps. And so Lord, we honor Marilyn and her ministry at the Gathering Place Church this morning by sowing into her, which means we're sowing into you and what you're doing on the earth. Lord, you showed me years ago that you hate sickness and disease on your people. You hate sickness and disease. You died. It went into your body. You were buried and then you rose from the dead. So, Lord, break every sickness and disease in this house. Anybody online who's participating, Lord, we pray that your spirit, Lord, would arrest them and heal them as Marilyn comes to minister. And we give you all the glory, God, in Jesus' mighty name. All right, Marilyn. I'd like, first of all, to ask if there's anybody here today that you've never given your heart to Jesus. I don't, I've never met some of you before, so you might be visiting for the first time. But when you give your heart to Jesus, your spirit becomes alive to the spirit of the Lord God Almighty. That is the greatest miracle that you will ever have. That's the only miracle that guarantees you a home in heaven. But that miracle actually guarantees you two things. One, that when you leave this earth, you will live in heaven with God forever and ever and ever. 
the second thing that you are guaranteed is that the Holy Spirit will come and live on the inside of you to be your helper, to be your strengthener, to be everything that you need him to be. So is there anybody here today? Everybody just close your eyes for just a moment because heaven is real and hell is real. And if you've never asked Jesus to come into your heart, I just want you to raise your hand. Anybody at all? Anybody at all? Or maybe you have, but you've drifted away and you just feel the Holy Spirit just nudging you, calling you back today. This is the day the Lord has made for you. Just lift up your hand if you know that you've not been walking the way you should be walking. Hallelujah. Anybody else? Several people. Hallelujah. Let's just pray together. You can keep your eyes uh, closed. Those who raise their hands, if you want to open your eyes and look at me. But uh, just pray in the spirit for those who are being prayed for right now. Just say, Dear Father God, I ask you to forgive me. Cleanse me from not walking the way I should be walking. I receive my forgiveness now, and I ask you to fill me with the power of your Holy Spirit. Make me what you want me to be. Help me to do what you want me to do. And I make a decision today to turn my back on all those things that have been distracting. I surrender my life to you. I belong to you, Lord. So fill me with your power. Fill me with your love. In Jesus' name, amen. So if you have pain in your body or sickness and you would like me to pray for you, I'm going to ask you to come up here quickly. Jesus is the healer. So when you come up here and when, when I pray for you, do not pray while I'm praying for you. This is not your time to talk to God. This is your time to receive from God. Amen. Now, most miracles are not instant. Most of them are progressive. But once I lay hands upon you, the healing process begins. And from this point on, we're going to give him thanks. We give him praise in Jesus' name. Amen. We praise him. If a symptom comes back at 3 o'clock this afternoon or at midnight, you think, say, Lord, I remember when hands were laid upon me, I received my healing. Devil, back off. Just back off. And if you get that little green packet, there's that prayer in there to pray. You know, you just take authority over that. Because the devil wants to discourage you. He, and he works 24-7. You give him no place. Jesus is the healer. And he, he has provided healing for you. And he wants you healed more than you want it yourself. Amen. Amen. So I want you just to close your eyes and focus on love. Love has healed you. So Father God, I thank you. And I release that healing power to flow. Every organ, every tissue, every cell in her body. Be thou made whole. I release that healing power to bring about a complete healing and a cure. And I take authority over every malfunction, irregularity, every sickness, every disease. I break your power right now. I pull you down from your position of authority, for it is written, no weapon, no weapon formed against her will prosper. She shall live and not die and be satisfied with long, strong life. So I thank you, Father God, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Be thou made whole, spirit, soul, and body. Now, body, you line up. Body, line up right now in the name of Jesus. 
Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Father, I thank you for my brother. I release that healing power to flow from the top of his head to the soles of his feet. Be thou made whole. In the I release the healing balm of Gilead. Be thou made whole. In Jesus' name. The name. Mm, all weakness, you go. Weakness, we give you no place. All fear, you go. We give you no place. Be thou made whole. Spirit, soul, and body. In the name of Jesus. From the top of your head to the soles of your feet. Be whole. The name. In the name of Jesus, I release the healing power of God to flow. Every organ, every tissue, every cell, be thou made whole, spirit, soul, and body. After I pray for you, you can be seated. Father, in the name that's above all other names, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Be thou made whole, spirit, soul, and body. The name, the name of Jesus, Jesus. I release the healing balm of Gilead. Be whole in Jesus' name. The name that's above all other names, the name of Jesus. Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, be thou made whole, spirit, soul, and body. Don't listen to the lies that people have said to you. The Lord loves you. You're the apple of his eye. You're beautiful and you're precious. So I thank you, Father God, that she listens to your voice your voice no other voices but yours and I just release your blessings I release your peace I release your plan and purpose for her life that she opens her heart up to it now be thou made whole spirit soul and body spirit soul and body in Jesus name the name of Jesus be thou made whole. I come against every malfunction, every abnormality. Be free, free, free in Jesus' name. The name of Jesus. Be thou made whole. I release peace, peace, peace. The name of Jesus. I release that healing oil to flow. Be thou made whole in Jesus' name. The name of Jesus. Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Be thou made whole. Spirit, soul, and body. The name of Jesus. Lord, we release. We release your healing power. Every organ, every tissue, every cell, the bone, the joints, the marrow, be thou made whole in Jesus' name. The name of Jesus. The name of Jesus. Be thou made 
whole spirit, soul, and body. Now body line up, line up in Jesus' name. The name that's above all other names, the name of Jesus, Jesus, be thou made whole. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Lord, I release your healing power to flow the top of her head to the soles of her feet. And I take authority over that spirit of fear and all over those words that have been spoken that have shattered your dreams, wounded your heart. We break their power. We give them no place. I thank you, Lord, that she receives your love, your beauty for her. Be whole in the name of Jesus. The name, the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you for my precious sister, Father God. Thank you for fresh oil, fresh oil. I just release the anointing to flow. I thank you, Father, that she's covered. She's covered with your love. Be thou made whole in the name of Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. No fear, but peace joy in the Holy Ghost. Be thou made whole, spirit, soul, and body. The name of Jesus. Lord, I lift up my brother to you. I release that healing power to flow in his back, in his joints, in every part of his body, bringing about a complete healing and a cure in Jesus' name. Be thou made whole. In the name of Jesus, I speak wholeness, victory, healing, be whole. I thank you, Lord, that it is written by your stripes. My brother is healed and whole. The top of his head to the soles of his feet, satisfied, satisfied with long, strong life. In Jesus' name, the name of Jesus. Mm. Yes the name. There's healing in the name of Jesus. I release that healing power to flow right now. Every organ, every tissue, every cell in his body, be thou made whole. In the name of Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. From the top of your head to the soles of your feet, be healed. Be healed. Be healed in the name of Jesus. 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 Be thou made whole from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. Be whole in Jesus' name.
the name of Jesus. Jesus, Jesus. There's power in the name of Jesus. Receive and be made whole. Top of your head to the soles of your feet. The name of Jesus. No weapon formed against you will prosper. Be thou made whole, spirit, soul, and body. In Heather the name, come on up. The name of Ava Jesus. Will, Noah. The name Let's fill this house with praise as we conclude Jesus. today. Be thou Yeah, go made ahead. Give the Lord praise. Whole. Yeah, go ahead. Spirit, soul, yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, let's lift our voices. There's a product table out back. Be sure to stay. Be sure to stop by uh, Maryland's product table. Let's all stand and sing this chorus together and thank Jesus for his awesomeness. Come on, let's worship. I exalt Come on, church. I exalt I exalt oh, oh Lord Let's exalt the Lord today I exalt Thee We go I exalt Thee I
hands on somebody and get somebody healed this week. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I'm going to invite the prayer teams to come up front. If anybody needs any further prayer, our prayer team is going to be, actually, we're going to be in the back. The prayer team is going to be back along the wall there, and we're going to pray for anybody that needs prayer for anything. If you're a visitor, please fill out a guest card. We'd love to have a record of your visit. Put down a prayer need because we're going to pray over anything you put on that card. You can also do it online. And uh, we will see you right here next week. God bless. You are here.